Blog Talk Radio. Zones that you know when you call 
You've reached the voicemail of Larry Dorman, Council for Public Affairs. Please leave your name, number, and a brief. Stop that one, and I'm going to try his other number. Maybe he'll get that one. Huh. Uh, okay. Um, that's a cell phone number. So let's see if we can get his.
pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, people around the world are playing the same note. Uh, every well, <laughs> not quite here, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to see a little more anger on the part of uh, working people in this country. Yeah, me too. I'd like. I'd uh, like I think you're afraid. I think too many working folks are uh, they're looking at Trump and the Republicans. I've never understood why why anybody um, people who work for a living could identify at all with their oppressors, but that's a little bit of a problem here. I think it's because um, my take on it is that he uh, gets so much criticism from uh, the establishment that that makes him look good to people. Right. Of course. He's an outsider, and they blame the insiders for what's happening to their livelihood and their way of life. Right. But don't you think, too, that's the mainstream corporate media feeding that kind of line of crap? That Trump is somehow yeah, a rebel. Well, spinning that, that's for hey, sure. Wait, could you speak a little closer to, to your phone there? Uh, sure. Is that a little better? A little bit better, yeah. For some reason it's, um, we're not yeah, getting it. It seems like the main thing. Hey, we, we can hear you. Better? Well, yeah, 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 um, a lot, lot of stuff has happened since we last talked to you, Larry. Tremendous amount of things. Um, but especially in Connecticut. I, I wanted to ask you before we get started uh, uh, about this. Uh, I just saw it today in the, about the uh, healthcare, uh, uh, the um, um, the Connecticut, the, Connecticut, the Connecticut or the um, Connecticut healthcare, uh, the network the group or something, or the nonprofit or whoever is is being cut well, out of the budget. Healthy, healthy Connecticut. What's up? You talking about healthy Connecticut? The uh, um, healthy the non-profit. Yeah, yeah, healthy Connecticut. They're in some kind of financial trouble. Yeah, surprisingly, because that that was that was like supposed to be a big success for Obamacare, wasn't it? Right. I was. Um, I was not the same one that was the first to uh, the first the first uh, 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 one in the United States to to actually have a full uh, have it up and running. Yeah, I was uh, actually surprised to hear that. I don't know um, what this means long term. Um, Connecticut's had a pretty robust exchange, so um, I would like to think that somehow we'll figure our way out of this. I mean, uh, flawed as it is, we need the ACA to work. So, you know, my immediate concern would be for all the obviously for all the people who are enrolled through Healthy Connecticut and what exactly went wrong. Yeah, I mean it was kind of shocking. I was surprised to hear that on the on the news, uh, and I don't. They really didn't say how that's going to affect people. Well, it did. No, um, they didn't. Sorry, they didn't. And I said that we don't really. I don't know a whole lot about it, um, other than what I've seen. And you know, we'll have to see what happens to people long term. I mean, I'm just hoping it gets resolved. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you what do you nationally what do you, what do you see uh, good happening here? Yeah, Economically, want to, uh, want to see a moment the, of silence? Usually, boy, well, actually, I'm no, I'm, I'm you know, I'm serious. I, I think you led the show off on the right note. I mean, you have um, angry people protesting in France, and um, it just seems like uh, things. Uh, 
are not viewed with the same intensity here. And, and you know, and I just find that contrast fascinating. I mean, you've got you got a fraud running for um, president and Trump being portrayed as an outsider when he's the ultimate insider. Um, so it's it's just going to be in, the next few months are going to be interesting, um, and certainly the two conventions are going to be interesting. Um, you know, and I'm wondering about Bernie Sanders and what he's going to do. And uh, so just a whole lot of intrigue, I think, over the next couple of months. But I really am glad you talked about what's happening overseas because I think that um, uh, yeah, we, we try to keep people up in other countries, workers in other countries are far less accepting of you know, their overlords. World, rather. And, and we find that, that right now, especially is what's going to happen, what, how do you see, uh, I mean, the unions have really taken a beating uh, the last yep. uh, years and, um, and last two uh, cycles. Last two's, yeah. The election cycles, cycles certainly. And uh, I, I was why Trump. Trump is gaining a lot of ground um, because uh, you know he's just. Uh, he's gonna, he, he portrays himself as an yeah, outsider. Yeah, he's gaining a lot of ground, and a lot of his, his speeches are a little better. But uh, the the thing is, is that now that Hillary has been unindicted, if you will, or what they say, the, uh, the, the, or uh, not indicted. the FBI primary is over, yes. and she won. Um, how, how do you think that it's going to reflect? I mean, I can see there must be a sigh of relief with you guys uh, being in those opinions. But, I guess, uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, look, it's, um, you know, a lot of people wanted to see um, Sanders get more traction than he got. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm my own, you know, it's really my sincere and fervent hope that um, somehow, um, you know, he keeps he and his supporters more importantly than than Sanders himself really make a lot of noise and really hold the Democratic Party accountable. Because I understand what you're getting at, you know, where, you know, people are being uh, asked to vote for um, what many perceive to be kind of two sides of the same coin. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's that's a difficult um, choice for folks to make. Um, but I do think um, Hillary has tried to differentiate herself and separate herself from Trump. So, um, you know, the interesting thing is that all the polls seem to indicate Sanders uh, would perform better against Trump at the head, you know, in a national poll. So, you know, I think we all kind of sit back and just hope for an outcome. I mean, right now... My feeling is I just don't want Trump um, having the ability to select the Supreme Court. You know, I think that's a really frightening prospect. And, you know, that's enough for me to not vote for him and to vote for his opponent. So, um, but I think, no, that, you know. No, you can, can't you see, I, I hate to say it, but can't you see Hillary, uh, um, uh, you know, putting a, a Supreme Court justice to whoever paid the highest bid? You know, I have to be honest with you. I, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, don't, remember, I, I don't know if you heard about yeah. the guy she just uh, put into the nuclear regulatory agency or whatever. Right. Uh, I don't. I, I think that with all of the liberal and progressive groups backing her, I think that um, I think she's going to be really cautious about putting some kind of corporatist on the Supreme Court. Um, but you know, you're right to be. I understand why you're skeptical, and uh, you know, you've earned your right to. So, well, personally, um, I'm still holding out for Bernie. Yeah, I think that. Well, he hasn't. You know, it, it's not going to happen, Lila. But you know, the the issue is, what does he 
what inf- that's what I'm saying. The issue, I guess, what's left here is what influence does he have, and um, and where does his movement go? And I think that the real challenge for uh, people who supported Sanders is, you know, how to keep that, how to shift that momentum, you know, at the state level. No, you know, one, yeah, I, I understand. But the one thing that's happening now that people yeah. are aware of, uh, it just came just came about in the last uh, week. Is that uh, in the in the, uh, the 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 California primary hasn't been settled yet, and Bernie is ahead of Hillary by several hundred thousand votes already. Right. Uh, right. The hand counted votes, the provisional ballots, and there's still about a million ballots left to count, and uh, Bernie is is way ahead in, in the count already. So mm-hmm. uh, that could be that could be a. a, 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 a Game changer, I would think. A game changer, yeah, if you could get all those delegates. And, yeah, the other thing that surprised me, uh, like I got a big kick out of a guy sent me this today uh, uh, on Facebook, and he says, it's a picture of Comey, FBI director, and he says, and he's got his hands on it, he says, look, she's guilty as hell, but I don't want to die suddenly and mysteriously. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's rough. That's rough. I mean, that's the kind of strange, funny, that's the kind of humor that's getting out there and yeah. uh, the kind of stuff that's happening. But, you know, it's it's just, with her, it's one thing after another. And there's one more you'd get a big kick out of there. I, say, I wonder if you posted it. If you, I, I posted it, so I, hope I shared it, so maybe you got it. But I got a picture of uh, how Hillary supporters see her. And that's that says the uh, the uh, good good the, the good witch of the North in Wizard of Oz. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. they got to have how people with a brand. Don't say it. Don't say it. I can't. Oh, well. You can but send it to Larry. I, he's, it's already on his, on his page, but it's, it was so funny. Um, well, there's a lot of humor, dark yeah, yeah. humor associated with her. Yeah, the wicked, we'll the wicked witch of the West. You know? But anyway, how, how do you think um, things are going here in Connecticut? I mean, I'm, I'm really well, concerned about roads and the infrastructure here. No, I, we're in kind yeah, of shape. Yeah, yeah, we're in tough shape. Um, we are um, in tough shape. You saw the, you know, and we do have infrastructure issues going on. We, uh, uh, last week, um, we had a press conference and the governor laid off um, 30 uh, interpreters for the deaf and hard of hearing. And um, we represent these folks, and you know they work hourly. They actually sometimes they don't even work forty hours a week. So they only and they bring in money. You know they bring in revenue because a lot of private businesses and universities use them and pay for the service on behalf of deaf and hard of hearing students or workers. So we actually have a program that you know brings in a a small amount of respectable amount of revenue um, to offset the costs of, of the people we represent. And yet he goes and lays them off and there's no plan to provide um, uh, this community with the services they need. It's just emblematic of what's going on. You know, we have a deficit. We have a re- governor and a legislature that refuse to uh, ask rich folks to and corporations to pay their fair share. So, you know, we're seeing um, programs that benefit uh, uh, people in need being cut. And that's why I say I think that uh, I'm hoping that the, the Sanders momentum, whatever you want to call it, energy, um, which has been very high in Connecticut, you know, I, I hope mm-hmm. that it 
carries over and uh, has some influence on legislators here because things aren't moving in a good direction. Well, um, if Hillary Clinton becomes president, don't you think that mm-hmm. Daniel Malloy is going to get an appointment somewhere? That's certainly the buzz. So, um, you know, and, and that wouldn't be a bad uh, thing to get him, quite frankly, to see him take a job in Washington. But, you know, um, can only deal with the here and now. And that's, um, you know, he's the governor and he's just presiding over cut after cut and uh, stubbornly, uh, you know, um, you know, refusing to do what's necessary to bring some revenue in. So um, we haven't talked in a while, but, you know, I think you guys all saw that uh, uh, a couple of weeks after passing this really bad budget, um, the governor put together a $52 million uh, aid package for Bridgewater Associates, which is um, the nation's uh, largest, uh, not the nation's, but maybe internationally one of the top hedge funds in the world. They have like $150 billion in invested assets. Um, they're based out of Westport, and they're getting a $22 million bond package and thirty additional $30 million in um, tax breaks, tax incentives. So, um, you know, you're cutting services for um, people with addictions and um, so on and so forth, and yet you find money to uh, – uh, for a hedge fund whose principal officer, uh, a guy named Ray Dalio, earned $15 billion with a B um, last year. So, you know, something's, something's really wrong, you know. Something's really wrong fundamentally in this state. You know, yeah. something here I, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, it's really, really interesting. Um, <clears throat> it says the DNC plat- plat- platform backs fracking, TPP, and Israel Israeli occupation. If everything that everything that the Republicans stand for in their platform, the, the Democrats now are mirroring that, and they've, they've kicked. They, what they did is they kicked out. Um, uh, they, they 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 ruled against the uh, all of Bernie's all of Bernie Sanders' agenda on the on the right. in the convention committee and the platform. Yeah. But they and and it, and they're actually it, their agenda, their the DNC agenda. Looks mirrors almost the RNC platform. All right, can you imagine that? Well, I, yeah. was, I was no, I was disappointed Absolutely by the. Um, yeah, Absolutely I don't know why they couldn't. I don't know why they couldn't get the TPP um, language in there. Um, certainly, the platform could have been stronger. I mean, it is different from the Republican platform. For example, there is you know fifteen exactly. the fight for fifteen. You know, they're, they're in their yeah. union organizing. There are. There are components of the platform that are in that um, uh, in the Democratic platform. There are components of workers' rights, but you, I, I get your point, and I, um, to a certain degree, uh, would have to concur. I was, like I said, I was extremely disappointed that the Democratic platform silent on TPP, and I think that just shows you the there's a real schism yeah, in the Democratic Party. Stuff. You know, they're also promoting fracking. You know, they're promoting. Right. Uh, right. All to everything that uh, everything that the Republicans vote. I, I don't know how they can uh, back the TPP. Well, they they got I, also I just they, don't they know also what you know about. you know it's really funny. Uh, right now they've got a whole uh, group of of uh, Republican women for Hillary. Have you heard about that? Yes, I have. Yes. You heard about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really it's really bizarre. But well, um, look, you know, if you look at their, if you look at the DNC platform, you can totally right. understand why. You know? 
Hillary's a, a Republican. You can make yeah. an argument that she's very, um, you know, she's very fortunate that um, in some ways that Trump is the opponent. I mean, I think he's such a polarizing um, figure that people are kind of willing to forgive um, uh, Hillary for the for the perceived sins or the Democratic Party leadership nationally for their perceived sins of not, um, you know, being I, you know, aggressive I, I enough. Happen, I you know between you and I and the and the war, the the world here, I do not think that that's going to happen. I I think that's I I got a feeling they're going to lose. Uh, See, I, I disagree I think with that, you. I think they're going to lose all the Bernie support or three quarters of it, and um, you know, and that's going to lose the election for them. Um, yeah, I don't. You know, um, none of us has that. None of us has that crystal ball. So, um, yeah. I, you know, I think people are going to work very hard to get her elected. And again, I think. You you just mentioned too. I mean, the fact is, people don't want Trump, and I think there's such strong anti-Trump sentiment combined with um, enough pro-Hillary sentiment that you know, if people do their um, politicking the right way and turn people out to vote, and it's going to be interesting though, because one key block is going to be union voters, people we represent, and it's going to be very interesting to see how union members um, tack on this thing because. Um, Trump has been, you know, I'm not saying he's been effective because I don't think he's been as effective as the corporate media says, but um, he certainly has made an argument against the trade policies. And he certainly has made an appeal, you know, the way Reagan did in some ways to, you know, blue collar union members, union Democrats particularly. So um, it's going to be a really topsy turvy campaign and it's going to be very ugly. Oh, I think it's a, it is going to be very ugly. But you know what? These are very ugly times. Oh, yeah. Aren't they? Desperate, desperate. People are desperate. I mean, I was just listening to something today on, I think it was NPR. They were talking about, you know, how difficult it is for a a middle-class family in some of these very expensive cities to find affordable housing. Um, A Mm -hmm. middle-class income is $120,000. And you, they can't even make it in New York City on that. Mm, mm, mm. And that's what's unbelievable. That used to be a substantial income at one they, time. They now, interviewed. Now a, um, they interviewed a, a woman from East Harlem. She lives in um, the Puerto Rican community. She has a very good job. Her husband has a very good job. Uh, they earn, I think, one hundred and twenty thousand dollars is their family income. She, uh, and that's their uh, considered middle class in New York, but they, they have, I think, three or four kids, and you know their rent is three thousand dollars a month. That's a lot of mm-hmm. money. And, but how can um, anybody afford that? They can't. That's you know that's their home. Both of the parents grew up in in East Harlem, and they want to stay with their friends and their family, and it's very tough on them. But you know today. If you had a three thousand dollar a month mortgage, that would be equivalent to over a three, maybe four hundred thousand uh, dollar loan. All right? Can you imagine that that's more affordable than a rent? Huh? No, it, 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 it defies that. Just over fifteen or thirty years, um, it's cheaper. Actually, much cheaper. You probably about fifteen hundred bucks a month, mm-hmm. right? If you include tax, maybe two thousand a month. But that's a thousand dollars a month less than than the poor schlep who has to pay three thousand a month rent. 
he could own right. his home. Yeah. But, well, so again, like, I think, yeah. It, but that's so indicative of what we're, what we're fighting you know, against. I, you know? but that's what's wrong with this country, and that's what's going wrong, is oh. that people who live and, honestly and play by the rules can't make it. There's a big uh, article on the uh, front page of Consumer Report. I don't know whether you read that. Um, and the statement is, I think I made a mistake going to college or something like to that effect. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the huge amount of debt that young people are in. I was doing a, my one of my final projects at school, and I had a partner with that, a young girl who's probably maybe 26, um, she works at a university, and she's a hundred thousand dollars in debt because right. of her undergraduate. You know, she had to borrow. She's uh, undergraduate work, and um, she'd love to buy a house, but she's scared because she owes so much money in student loans. Mm-hmm. It's just ter- and criminal. That's wrong. It is, and, and these they, companies are the, uh, ripping off the kids. You know. Yeah, they're even talking about grabbing their Social Security, you know, or their right. parents' Social Security. Well, that's a, that has become criminal. a common practice. Yep. Absolutely criminal. And you know, and you know, the worst part about it is is mo- is all of those loans are private banks uh, guaranteed by the by the government. All right. And uh, I mean, what you know, it, it's just overwhelming. Uh, the, the, how I mean, crooked these 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 these, these it loans just, it just are. It just doesn't seem. It just doesn't seem right. It's, and the inability you know, for them to. I mean, if you uh, nobody's going to get 100% grants. That's why somebody something like uh, like Bernie, someone like Bernie's plan makes sense. Trying to get rid of this debt, trying to nationalize these uh, this educational. Uh, process to, to to make it free for for, uh, for for people. I mean, America was supposed to be the land of opportunity, yeah. but it doesn't seem like it's it's a land of opportunity for anybody unless you're a big corporation. I mean, I've never. I mean, Larry, you and you and Lila and myself, we're all pretty much of the same uh, generation. But um, but the but when uh, student debt, uh, yeah, we borrowed we borrowed money. To, to go to school, but you got a but, job, but you got a job yeah. and you paid it back, and you you know you know it wasn't a uh, hundred thousand dollars for a four year degree, you know, um, right? It's just a staggering staggering debt that these people have to incur, and uh, with it's, no with no possible relief in the future. Uh, how do you how do you what how what's your feelings about that? How, how can you how do you do your do your union members talk about it? Yeah. We do, and we talk, it's talked about it, you know, to AFSCME's credit, um, our national union actually, um, if you go to AFSCME, AFSCME.org, right on the home page of their website, they um, mm-hmm. have an action page about the student debt crisis, uh, steps people can take, and not just contacting Congress. I mean, our new union is doing research into it. Um, we're conducting surveys of our members because our members' kids, you know, they're, they're, our members are saddled with trying to help their kids. They see their kids rather saddled with the debt from college. So I give, I'm, I'm really proud of our union for actually trying to lead the fight on this. And, um, the pro- and, and you just identified the problem. It's um, you have, you know, you have these greedy um, financial service institutions and their CEOs, their executives profiting um, off of the, off of these kids' poverty, 
Um, and they absolutely, they take their parents' Social Security. Uh, they'll go after property. Um, it's a big, you know, the student loan business is a big business, and that's, it's not supposed oh, yeah. to be that way. And kids don't oh, have, no, like you just said, you, you just said it very well. You know, you take out $100,000 loan, and you emerge with a degree and no job. Because the economy, you know, unless you're ready to be a, you know, uh, you know, the jobs are generally low wage, no benefit, no unionized jobs, and um, it's a really terrible uh, paradigm at work. I th- I think mm-hmm. it's one of the worst things ever that's happening to this country because people who yeah, are trying trying hard to do the right thing, they've gone to school, they're studying, they're working hard. They want they want to do well. They want to be good citizens. But you're putting but, yeah, you're putting two, but they, two they or can't, three full yeah. generations into into, into poverty. Debt and it's poverty. terrible. And and no with 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 no real opportunity for them to to come out of it. You know. There's no light at the it's, end it's, of the tunnel it's, for it's, them. It's eternal debt debt slavery. You know. And mm-hmm. um, I I fear I, for for these people. I mean, I, I, I really do. I feel terrible for them because I. I, I was there myself once, but I never had that overwhelming debt, you know. No, and, we um, didn't. You know, we we did not have that. You're absolutely right. No, no, we didn't. Um, not, not as young students. Not as not as 19 year olds and 20 year olds. But there was no. also the possibility of a good job at the end of four years. Or a job anyway. A, that a, a full time job. And yeah, you got some yeah. benefits, Something. and you were able to, you know, yeah. pay pay your rent. And do whatever you needed to do, and also pay back a portion of your loan. But it's not possible for the kids today. Right, it Very isn't, and that's the problem, you know. And meanwhile, these corporate um, privateers are just feasting on their misery. That's yeah. right. That's exactly right. So there is um, a petition on your main page. Well, on the Ask Me uh, page, there's a whole section about. Student, the student debt crisis, um, how it came about, what you can do, et cetera. And, you know, it's an issue that we're trying to inject into um, the Good. presidential campaign, congressional campaign. And, by the way, we've been working um, on state-style legislation with uh, Connecticut Citizen Action and Connecticut Working Families Party to um, provide relief to students. Because, again, our, you know, our members are generally trying – they're struggling to send their kids to college – uh, a lot of our right. members' children go to, you know, they go to UConn, they go to state universities, technical and community colleges, um, and it's a real problem, and um, it's not how the system is supposed to work. Oh, no, it's so terrible. I, but you're doing a great thing by making it an issue, so I, pre- I applaud that. Yeah, well, I think it's one of the most important issues of this election cycle because it affects so many people. And it affects the entire future of the country. That's right. You no, know, I mean you get you get all these. I mean, and we're not just talking about one generation. We're talking now about maybe two or three generations of students uh, that are graduating high school and going to college, and immediately the first year they're twenty five, thirty thousand dollars in debt. You know, right? With, a lot of you know, them drop out yeah, of because point? they can't afford to continue to to borrow, and they you know they they don't have enough money to live on. They have to you know. What kids don't understand at 17 or 18 when they sign on the dotted line to borrow that money, they don't realize how quickly that accumulates every year and really in the end what their liability is. 
No, that's part no. of the problem. I don't it's, think no, they're educated. So no, you're right. Not connecting it. Yeah, they they think yeah, you know the world is our oyster and they're going to make all kinds of money when they get out. But well, you I know, don't I, think I, that. I was shocked. Yeah, I don't think you're. So uh, when you go to the AFSCME website, it just says, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I really hope your listeners can go to, there's a like an icon that says student debt. And when you open it up, it says, uh, it talks about the student debt crisis. Um, you know, the top 1% graduate debt-free and politicians continue to choose corporate tax breaks over funding for higher education. Having college debt could mean having to put off saving for your own child's college because you're still paying your own college debt. Um, so it provides a number of resources, including um, trying to forgive uh, student loans, um, borrower assistance for lower loans, a Q&A, um, how to fix, uh, a link to the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau that Elizabeth Warren thankfully started. So, we, you know, as I say, we're, we're trying to at least make this an issue. Um, and there's a quote right on our webpage, my student loan is a ball and chain. It's a new form of indentured servitude. And that kind of says it all. Is there is there any way like um, the union can get together to to get some kind of pool of money for their members' kids to borrow from at in That's a, a great idea. Way? Yeah, I, I've got. I'm going to pursue that and find out what more we can do, and maybe try to have answers. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the next time I come on, because it seems to me we ought to try to you know, have a greater impact. We're, we're trying to at least be part of the debate and to move legislation, but that's, you know, that's a great idea, you know. Um, it's um, because it, you guys are so right. This is just, this is a crisis of unparalleled proportions. I really and am it, very, very worried right. and concerned um, because I because think it's the have, destruction you're, you're of have all debtor, of generations you know have, of kids. Yeah, I agree. You know what you're going to have soon, guys? You're going to have, if this country doesn't turn around, you're going to have debtors' prisons. You're going to have what? Debtors', debtors prisons, you know, like the old-fashioned Oh, no, debtors. yeah, they're starting that already. I mean, they, they have yeah. it in some, you know. some states already doing that. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's amazing. I mean, unless they change the law and allow people to bankrupt, okay, um, I don't know, these kids are going to carry that. Plus, I feel bad for the poor uh, parents, okay, who are stuck with that, who are also who stuck, co-signed. who co-signed, who are also stuck, because they right. say that they, I've read where they are going, that bill or that, that law even allows them to uh, attach their, uh, social, their security. social security. Correct. Okay, to pay and that's what's happening. Yeah. Hey, listen, guys, I have to uh, sign out. I apologize. You what? I have to sign out. Okay. We kind of lost you there. Yeah, I'm going to lose you, so I think I'm going to sign out. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, Larry, yeah. thanks so much for being on, and we appreciate it. And we'll, talk to you. To. we'll talk to you soon, okay? Good. I appreciate it. Lila, well, take care. Leo, take good care. You too. Yes, you too, Larry. Sure. Nice to speak thanks. with you. All right, Larry. You too. Good night. Thanks, guys. Bye. Uh, I, I hope maybe he'll, he'll get a chance to pursue. I don't think you can work with the system that's in place. No. You need to create something different for the kids to another pool of money that's yeah. handled correctly. Well, well, why don't they, I mean, you know, all this money that goes to GoFundMe pages, 
okay? Yeah. Some guy's got a, a splinter in, a, in, his, uh, in, in his, his big toe. In his big toe, puts up a GoFundMe page, and he gets like $10,000, yeah. right? I mean, why why not, you know, why can't there be a for, uh, some kind of a, a, a fund uh, where people will, maybe that could do it, where well, people will I, donate, you know, well, I mean, people donate all kinds of money. Um, I'm sorry, we we're discussing uh, our fans. Our fans, very, very hot in tonight in this room. We don't have air conditioning in this particular room because it's uh, my room. It's <laughs> small. It's, uh, um, it's the studio. But besides the fact that um, of an amount of money that kids could borrow, I think they also need more finance. I think kids need financial counseling. They don't really understand that you borrow $25,000 a year for four years. You're going to owe $100,000. You're going to owe $100,000. And, and, you and your payments are going to be And you have no yeah. guarantee of a job right. at the end. <clears throat> kids, kids get enamored with, you know, a private university because there's so much. Well, um, even, even, even a public university. Well, uh, it's a, those it's things a are costing twenty-five thousand dollars a year to boot. I mean, your private universities mm -hmm. are forty and fifty thousand dollars a year, right? Or more. So no, it's 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 like I think what it is. Even if they get a scholarship, there's they still have to pay still a, an know, awful I, lot I knew, they have to I pay. I knew this kid, who, uh, a really bright kid, valedictorian, and he uh, he got a he got a scholarship to Harvard. Mm -hmm. Okay. He got like a, a thirty thousand dollars scholarship. He still has to pay thirty thousand yeah. dollars, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, that's it's a lot uh, of money just for one year. Sixty grand for the first year. I can't. I need this one. And uh, so, you know, it's it's kind of frightening. And unless they can do something, um, well, maybe it. the union can help at least union yeah. people <clears throat> and their kids. Yeah. I think I think the kids and the families need some kind of financial counseling. Yeah. And they also have to understand uh, the impact of borrowing that much money. I mean, I think probably one of the best bargains that families and kids can do is go to two years of community college, which is far less, and then go two years to one of the state universities like UConn in our state would be the University of Connecticut or right. Central Connecticut or Southern <clears throat> or Western or Eastern Connecticut. There's a whole system. And then they are only really borrowing a much smaller amount of money. And if they're lucky, they can live off campus, which is much cheaper right. than but what, living but what's on happening, campus. But, but the problem that I see, what, what's really happening is that we are just, we've just lost complete control to the corporation, to mm -hmm. the banks and corporations, and this, it, you know, because of Hillary and uh, the uh, her corporatism and and Obama's corporatism. I mean, mm -hmm. they're they're they have the last uh, twelve what uh, eight years have sold us out to. I mean, we, we're at almost a twenty trillion dollar deficit, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because we and 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 most of that, a lot of that deficit was caused by our our trillion dollar bailouts. That's Which right. weren't only to the FD, the, the Federal Reserve bailouts weren't just to this country, it was to countries around the world. Okay, England being, being England being the biggest receiver, you know. 
I mean, I mean, come on, man. I mean, we spent with the Federal Reserve gave over fourteen, and I say this: this was recorded by the by the, uh, Financial Times, been recorded by uh, Public Record, over fourteen trillion, and I say that with a T, trillion dollars to all the failed financial brokers and financial uh, houses and Wall Street, and to and to uh, and half of that went to uh, foreign banks to bail them out. Okay, so so I mean we're we're talking craziness here. We're talking insanity here that well, came about, and we're talking about repeating the same thing under under a under a Hillary rule, under a new, no more Democrats. I shouldn't. I know. I'm, I I know. I'm reluctant to say it because the unions are so involved with that. But I know for a fact, speaking to other union uh, people who are who are more of my ilk, if you will. Who may be uh, pro-union, but at the same time they can't support Hillary, you know, mm-hmm. the, or they can't support that kind of economy continuing. Well, she's repo- she's a Republican. Yeah, so we got to stop it. We got to we got to put the brakes on and try something else. And um, we're still know, hoping for Bernie. We're still hoping for Bernie, but you know, everybody's trying to say, no, no, don't hope for him. But I got an article here that over they expect over eight million people, upwards of eight million people. To be uh, to to be at uh, at the DNC uh, at the convention in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, four to eight million people. Wow. They're, they're, they're planning to pull together. And it's down there somewhere. I got it somewhere. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Hillary Clinton will feel the burn as as Occupy DNC plans a march of eight to ten million Bernie Sanders supporters. <laughs> wow. That's, that's amazing. Huh? This is out by DrHealth365.com. This came out on June uh, 22nd, which is a few weeks ago. So this is Occupy the DNC. Yeah. Eight to ten million Bernie Sanders supporters in Philly. That's what they say. That's what they want, yeah. Hillary Clinton will soon be feeling the burn in the form of millions of Bernie Sanders supporters bent on shaping history. They are fighting for a history with President Sanders and without another President Clinton. Millions of angry protesters will descend on Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, ahead of the convention to attempt to sway superdelegates. Trained in nonviolent protests, they plan an Occupy-style protest for the length of the convention. Organizers predict millions will attend. Many media outlets are predicting a smaller number in the tens of thousands. This figure reported on Facebook accounts for just one of dozens of groups participating. Bernie Sanders supporters have become more galvanized against Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party after the Guccifer 2.0 hack revealed the DNC's May 2015 plan to elect Hillary Clinton with no mention of other Democratic candidates. Yeah, and, um, you know, let's see, DNC to fall into chaos as 20,000 people are permitted to protest. That's just 20,000. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to, there's a little video here. Let's, 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 let's see, it's not too bad. Well, the Democratic National Convention is about to fall into chaos as 20,000 thousand people have now committed to an anti-Hillary Occupy protest. Peter Hassan for the Daily Caller reports that more than 20,000 people 
have committed to protest Hillary Clinton's likely nomination at the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia, and that number is quickly growing. Apparently, the protesters are united in their support for Bernie Sanders as well as their opposition to a fraudulent Hillary nomination. That's according to the group's website. Their leaders have set up a Facebook group titled Occupy DNC Convention to organize housing and transportation. Protesters are encouraged to read documents shared within the group. One document is titled Civil Disobedience Training. Another is titled Health and Safety at Militant Actions. It also includes tips on first aid and withstanding tear gas. So, my friends, the DNC is going to turn into a war zone. And it's interesting, we did actually interview Gerald Salente just recently, and he made that shocking prediction as well that the DNC is going to turn into an absolute war zone. So uh, 20,000 people so far gearing up for uh, some serious militant civil disobedience against Hillary Clinton. So that's going to be uh, an exciting thing to watch, uh, the complete decay of the Democrat National Convention and uh, Hillary Clinton's presidents or her, her, her um, aspirations to become the president. What are your thoughts? Weigh in in the comment section below. Subscribe for updates. If you like what we're doing, give us a thumbs up and share this report. For the Next News Network, I'm Gary Franchi. And uh, that's kind of interesting. I mean, uh, okay. But uh, he's basing that on some real reports. Um, Hillary Clinton will not be able to unify the party, according to most Sanders fans. And a recent poll of over 21,000 Bernie Sanders supporters shows that just 7% of them would ever vote for Hillary. It was previously predicted that only 25% of Sanders supporters would refuse to vote for, for, for Clinton. Now nearly all Sanders supporters are angry with Hillary and the DNC. This comment and the Ralph uh, retort explains what is brewing. It says, the reality is that unity of Democratic Party uh, is an extreme is in extreme peril. Leaked documents from the hack stand uh, as proof that the uh, <coughs> excuse me uh, as proof that the DNC has been planning on Hillary Clinton to be the party nominee since long before a single vote was ever was even cast. And Bernie or bust uh, camp. Uh, the Bernie or bus camp is already growing, especially after massive scandals like the secret win controversy. But now gasoline has been dumped on the fire, and the buster movement is growing even stronger. Wait a minute. What was? Did you do you know what the uh, the secret win? Oh, well, they uh, are. That's a secret win. Yeah, yes, she, the, she was planning. To, yeah, okay. They, so, are, yeah. they didn't have. And I, I haven't else. heard it that way before. No. I haven't heard. Bernie Sanders supporters are calling on the Democratic Party for voter fraud and vote suppression. After some very questionable occurrences during the 2016 Democratic primaries, more fuel was thrown into the fire by Guccifer 2.0. Laurie Sesnick one of the many organizers of the march who explained that Sanders supporters stand against Clinton on the Occupy DNC convention Facebook page. So we are contesting Hillary's nomination on the grounds of fraud, voter suppression, and corruption. We show them who we want. If they nominate her in any way, we show them that they did not win for, we show them they did not win for we will not be voting for her in November. Hillary Clinton is now seen as an elitist by the Bernie camp, not a true blue Democrat, as their supporters suppose. 
Another quote from Occupy DNC Convention Facebook page explains as follows. This broken two-party system and the elite class who run it do not represent us or our interests. It is our natural right as American citizens to stand up to this elite political class and take back our democracy. Bernie Sanders supporters are taking this election fraud very seriously. If Bernie isn't the nominee, his followers are threatening a mass exodus from the Democratic Party to the Green Party. In addition, there is a petition on change.org requesting the UN to supervise their elections, just as is often requested in wartime and third world countries. The U.S. State Department says that a discrepancy in exit polls of more than 2% indicates fraud. We have had discrepancies outside of that margin in at least 16 of the state primaries, all the way up to a discrepancy of 23%. These discrepancies have only happened in one of our political parties, and they have all been in favor of one candidate. That is Hillary. And Hillary Clinton is, of course, the candidate referenced. All of the mistakes, computer glitches, purged votes, and uh, purged voters, rather, and dependencies have been in Hillary's favor. The conclusion of Bernie Sanders' supporters is that the nomination was stolen and fixed and in so many ways that Bernie never stood a chance. But, this, uh, but his, support, his loyal supporters intend to give him a chance by whatever means possible. And the change, uh, thechange.org petition continues describing the alleged election fraud. And it says, there has been reports of registration purging, switching of party affiliations, vote flipping, and massive voter suppression, not to mention the millions of voters who have not been allowed to vote because they do not claim any party affiliation. And uh, multiple major universities have calculated that in order to get our current stat results from election fraud, the odds uh, without election fraud, okay, the odds would be one in 70 billion. In other yeah. words, for the odds of Hillary receiving all of that from you know all of those votes and all of that and all of that stuff, okay, uh, in her favor, is one in 70 billion dollars. Uh, you know, if it, if the voting was not rigged. Okay, the elections were not rigged. Even, I mean, even Trump's, one of his big speeches recently and lately, his last speech, number of speeches has been, folks, the system is completely rigged. Right. right. He says, it was rigged for me. But he says, if it, wouldn't for, if it wasn't for my loyal, for the loyal follow of voters and for the loyal support I've gotten, and because we've gotten over 14 million votes, and he says, more than anybody in history in the Republican Party primary, he says, that's the only reason we won. You know, and it's because they're overwhelmed, and that's the only thing that Bernie can do. If Bernie, if Bernie's people overwhelm, okay, we support uh, Bernie in the primary, in the in the in the convention, and do the massive the massive massive uh, riots they're planning, all right, protests, then maybe there's a chance to knock Hillary down a couple of steps, right? What do you think, Lila? Well, let's go to that article on France. What's happening there? What happened? Well, anyway, no, I actually, well, there's a lot. That's a huge article. But well, I'm going to Philly in July. Learn the rules. Play by the rules. Trolls will be there. Eat, rest, march, vote. Follow Bernie's lead. Enjoy yourself as you make history. That's what they're saying uh, for this. And you can get this information on 
what's the name of this blog? No. Doctorhealth365.com. Okay. All right. So anyway, let's go back to. I wanted to. There's some major ecological things happening that I thought would be. Um, what happened to the 37 million? Oh yeah, this is sick. 37 million bees instantly dropped dead after farms started spraying neonicotinoids on GMO crops, okay, which is, of course, oh, you know, uh, Roundup and all that crap, yeah, okay. And uh, 37 million bees. But, you know, there's something even worse that's happening that I wanted to talk about. What could be worse than bees dying? Lumbering uh, ancient, ancient uh, sequoias. You know, that just dying trees? No, they're not dying. They're they're living. They're thriving. They're hundred year olds. They're a thousand year old. They're ancient uh, sequoias, giant sequoias. Yeah, I heard. Th and and they're allowing this to happen. All right. Uh, before before I mention that, let me just tell you that huh, this 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 blew me away. This there's a map here that was good, that was sent to me, and this map of the U.S. and Russia arms sales says it all. The United States sells $26.9 billion uh, uh, worth of uh, arms to the rest of the world, right? Mm -hmm. And they are in uh, blue, I believe. See the blue? Mm -hmm. Russia sells $29.7 billion to world uh, countries mm -hmm. in arms sales. And look, they're all red, like China and uh, some of these uh, African countries, Turkey. And, you know, Libya and all that stuff, and Turkey, and the and the United States sells to South America, parts of South America, uh, but Russia also sells to parts of Russian America. So the United States and Russia sell the bulk of all the world's arms. Mm -hmm. Imagine that, and almost what we sell 26.9 billion, they sold 29.7 billion. Okay, and uh, and that was just in um, 2015, I guess, really, so. But uh, kind of interesting to note that, isn't it, folks? All right, that the reason there's war all the way around the world in every country is because we sell them all the arms. We're talking about elections, so let's talk about where we're right, this is this a good one. Democracy. This is a very good one, yeah. This is very good. America is no model state. U.S. elections rank worst among Western democracies. Want to read that? Mm -hmm. The world is currently transfixed by the spectacle of American elections from New York, London, and Paris to Beijing, Moscow, and Sydney. There is endless heated debate in the news media and across dinner tables about the factors fueling the remarkable success of Donald Trump. Speculation about a broken convention shattering the old GOP and the most likely outcome of a polarizing Trump-Clinton battle in the fall. This contest matters. It's selection for the most powerful leader in the Western world, and some, like the Economist Intelligence Unit, regards Donald Trump as a major risk to global prosperity and stability. Also, as a citizen of one of the world's oldest democracies, Americans like to think that the United States provides an influential role model for how elections should run in other countries. Huh. You get a oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. The content um, the electoral integrity project. 
founded in 2012, provides an independent evaluation of the quality of elections worldwide. The EIP results have been published in several books, including my own, Why Electoral Integrity Matters, books that focus on comparing the quality of elections, understanding why problems rise, and diagnosing what can be done about these flaws. In practice, recent years have seen a long series of vulnerabilities in the conduct of American elections as documented by the 2014 report of the Bipartisan Presidential Commission on Election Administration. Indeed, these issues have been under close scrutiny ever since the notoriously flawed ballot design in Florida in 2000. That's the hanging chad. Since then, the Commission has reported wait times in excess of six hours to cast a ballot in Ohio, inaccurate state and local voter registers, insufficiently trained local poll workers, and the breakdown of voting machines in New York. Standards. Standards remain uneven across the country. The Pew Center 2012 Election Performance Index, for instance, suggests that states such as North Dakota, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, whoops, it keeps jumping around. It's having, a, it's having an epileptic fit there, or some kind of a fit. Well, anyway. This page. Uh, but anyway, you can read this on salon.com. Okay, and, Some uh, may be tempted to think that the headlines are exaggerating the true extent of any problems in America by highlighting negative cases, which are actually true, but they're not. It's, it's a problem. It is a problem worldwide, but mostly here in the United States, we're one of the worst, one of the very worst. I mean, uh, imagine that. We're, we're, we're worse than most uh, third country, uh, you know, third world dictatorships. Pages suddenly frozen. Frozen. There we go. Computers, a mixed lesson. Isn't it though? But anyway, I wanted to uh, want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. I uh, hope you had an interesting hour, and uh, want to thank Larry very very much for joining us this evening. And uh, remember, go to Ask Me Union uh, or or in Connecticut here at Council Four dot uh, org. But you can go to the Ask Me uh, Yeah, go to blog. the Ask Me blog, uh, ask, or AFL-CIO blog. Uh, also. Get some union and, news. Uh, yeah. And you can also look up uh, what's happening with student loans if you're a young person. Yeah, or and, that's the, and you can check it out on the askme.org uh, uh, website. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyway, I want to thank you for joining us tonight, and uh, have a pleasant evening. And good night, folks. And good night, everybody. Uh, I'm going to play this out with